The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome into the Paul Kuharski Podcast. I'm Paul Kuharski of paulkuharski.com. Mandatory three-name mention right there at the start. I appreciate you joining me. We're brought to you by Yazoo Brew, fine Nashville-made beer. I highly recommend it. Uh, don't miss out, uh, and I appreciate their sponsorship. Welcome in if you're uh, new to the podcast. Thanks for coming back. If you're a regular, I wanted to do a free agent um, review, but we're going to call it a free agent and a uh, trade review and just touch on the four major newcomers uh, to the Tennessee Titans. And I- I've talked a lot about the need for this team to uh, to have some sandpaper in the locker room the need for this team to have an asshole in the locker room, quite frankly. They flirted with the big one in Antonio Brown, uh, but ultimately did not come away with him, obviously. And um, then they went the other way, in in a big way, uh, in terms of what they did here with the major additions to this franchise. I have not met Ryan Tannehill yet, and, and I do not know much about him in this department, but uh, we'll discuss him in a few minutes. I would say um, that everything I've read, everything that I've been told by people who covered them, by scouts who are familiar with their game and their temperament, um, and and in the in the you know brief media interaction that we've had with them, that um, Roger Saffold, Adam Humphreys, and Cameron Wake are quintessential titans who fit the mold that john robinson now for several years and mike vrabel for one year have sought to bring into the tennessee titans locker room um you know they come across as team first guys um and uh you know small ego guys uh good players who've had success where they've been are coming in to be part of something that they understand is going to be larger than themselves understand that Vrabel is going to treat them as they treat the team Um, they're not going to demand the ball they're not going to demand playing time they're not going to demand in Saffold's case that the ball be run to their side or or things like that and so, while I still think the Titans need that uh, gritty ingredient who maybe needs a little bit more managing um, by Vrabel and by the locker room, um, the kind of blue chip guy who isn't necessarily uh, a fit right in kind of guy who um, everything is not rosy with right out of the gate. I think they continue to build a locker room here with these guys, that's going to be the kind of locker room that can handle that guy when he arrives. And he, uh, that guy is, uh, is yet to arrive. And I will say, and I think it's important to note, I I said in 1999 heading into that season that they needed that kind of guy. They did not find that kind of guy. And they went to the super bowl without that kind of guy. So, uh, you know, my theory that you need that kind of guy may be incorrect. I, I do think that a uh, a locker room of guys who are all um, relatively similar personalities in that one department 
um, is not necessarily the healthiest kind of thing, right? A healthy, uh, uh, a locker room of 53 guys, 63 guys, when you count in the practice squad guys, is a diverse place that has all kinds of uh, different people, personalities, backgrounds, all of that kind of stuff. And I think it's somewhat natural that in that mix of guys, uh, you have some super nice guys and you have a couple not so nice guys. And uh, I, I think when you shape it in a way that those not nice guys, so to speak, aren't in there, that you're lacking something that a natural team dynamic has. Now, I can understand shaping it that you're ready for those guys when they arrive. But I do think it's part of the natural team dynamic that the Titans lack at this point. And I think that that may be a little bit dangerous. It's almost like a um, genetic manipulation, if you will, um, that may have some unintended consequences. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking that a little bit far, but that's something I've always kind of believed about. Um, good NFL rosters. I know you're probably thinking about the, uh, the Patriots, but the Patriots have had those guys. They've always been equipped to handle them in a way that other teams haven't, um, or they've gotten rid of, uh, of those guys. They brought them in for a test drive like Albert Hainsworth. And that, that didn't, that didn't last. Right. But Corey Dillon fell in line for a while there. Randy Moss fell in line there. That locker room could handle those types of guys and other good locker rooms too have handled those types of guys. Um, now you have to be equipped to handle them. Titans were, were not a bad football team when Pac-Man Jones was here and they did not do a good job of handling that type of guy. And I certainly don't want that type of guy to come with a criminal record uh, or bring the fear that, that Mike Vrabel's going to get a call. John Robinson's going to get a call in the middle of the night uh, about criminal behavior. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about somebody that's got a certain kind of, uh, swagger, brashness. Um, I, I don't always come up with the right words to describe him, but you'll know him when you see him, you'll hear about him when he's there and he's the kind of guy, uh, it's the kind of personality that goes with a lot of guys who go out and make plays. Now, not every guy that goes out and make plays has that personality, but a lot of guys um, do, you know, and not all of them are the extreme that Antonio Brown is and was, but some of them lean that way. And I'm not convinced that the Titans don't ultimately need a guy who's a little bit like that, who needs to be managed. Um, and, it's great that they're building a locker room that can handle a guy like that. I just think a guy like that needs to show up at some point. Let's start with Ryan Tannehill here before we move on um, to the other three guys. And my biggest thought on Ryan Tannehill here is who are you comparing him to? All right. A lot of people out there are saying, you know, Ryan Tannehill could compete with Marcus Mariota. Ryan Tannehill uh, in a lot of departments has better numbers than Marcus Mariota. Well, you got to extract that. All right. He's in an offense in Miami that was asking him, uh, you know, and that needed him to 
that uh, that didn't have other options to balance things out. Um, that asked him to throw for four thousand yards a couple of times, and he did. He's got a reputation as fragile. You know, the first scout, scout I talked to him about it uh, about Tannehill. The first thing he said about him was glass, which is what a lot of uh, a lot of people tend to think about Marcus Mariota. But look. Don't compare Ryan Tannehill to starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Compared to starting quarterbacks in the NFL, he's failed, right? You should be comparing him to Zach Mettenberger, to Matt Castle, and to Blaine Gabbert. And compared to those three guys, he's substantially better. And that's where the Titans needed to upgrade. He needed to provide the best backup quarterback to Marcus Mariota that he's had during his career, and they've done that. Mariota's going to miss games. so It's virtually inevitable. When he does, they need to give themselves the best possible chance to win. When Blaine Gabbert walked out the tunnel to start in Week 17 against the Colts, did you really think they had a chance to win with Blaine Gabbert at quarterback? I didn't. Frankly, I didn't think they had a chance to win with Marcus Mariota because they're playing the Colts and they don't beat Andrew Luck's Colts. They just don't. I'll start thinking they have a chance to beat Andrew Luck's Colts after I see them beat Andrew Luck's Colts. But they sure aren't going to do it with Blaine Gabbert. Do they have a significantly better chance of doing it with Ryan Tannehill? They do. Don't compare him to the starting 32 quarterbacks in the league, and he is better than some of them. I don't think he's better than Marcus Mariota by a long shot. I don't think he's going to wind up starting in Tennessee under any circumstances in 2019 except one where Marcus Mariota can't physically play. But when Marcus Mariota can't physically play, there's been at least a game sometimes three for Mariota throughout his career so far where he hasn't been able to, to start a game. Better yet, all the games he hasn't been able to finish. This is the best guy they've had to, to take those snaps and do that work. You should be excited about that upgrade. But be careful who you're comparing Ryan Tannehill to. That's an important distinction. That's the end of part one of this podcast. Here's how it works. If you're a member of the site, you just stick around and you get the rest of it. If you're not a member of the site, you get to contemplate why you're not a member of the site. For the price of a fancy cup of coffee or a good cocktail or a good beer, $5.99 a month, you get access to all the podcasts, all of the Periscope slash Facebook Lives, everything I write, all the guest work from Blake Bedingfield, a long time titans scout and yet you're a member of the facebook private group where we have conversations amongst ourselves you might find a, a cheap or free ticket to a game occasionally that's the place you've got to be it's a good deal you can get 12 months for the price of 11 months i'm going to the owners meetings next week you're going to get a lot of good information and insight from there so i encourage you to join um thanks again to yazoo uh, brew which sponsors these podcasts i hope you'll consider joining if you haven't if you have stick around part two's coming up right away
The Paul Kaharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkaharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. Yeah.